It's a new day. Yes, it is. podcast of all time, which is entitled The New Day. Feel the power, baby. There we go. Oh, that was really weird. It's it's very weird doing this not That was together. really weird. Uh, first things first, thank you guys for, for jumping into this episode, clicking on it and listening to it. We are all in separate places currently. I, Xavier Woods, hello, hello. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, you go, go next? Uh, that's a lie. Actually, you're not in Atlanta. You're not. Okay, I'm, I'm in Smyrna, Georgia. I'm oh, in you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Full the people transparency. Okay. Full disclosure. I am in Lando Lakes, Florida. That's a real place, people. Like the butter. Yeah. What's uh, I am in Austin, Texas. Are you what in Texas? actual Austin, Texas? Yes, yes, Austin okay. proper. Nice. Okay, yeah. Austin yeah. proper. He's a, he's, a, he's a proper Texan. <laughs> what is it? So am I well, in Atlanta? I, I, I didn't say all that. I said yeah, I, I'm, this is I true. live in Austin. That doesn't make me a Texan. You, you got your you boots? Know? You got your spurs yet? From, no, I don't <laughs> have boots. Yeah. And, <laughs> 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 no, whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That wasn't Texas. That was something else. No, I'm not a Texan. I just live here. I reside here. Wow. There's no tax here. I have a house here. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you guys want to be a part of the conversation that we're having on the podcast, remember to use the hashtag New Day Pod to stay in touch on the socials. Now, like we stated, we are all in three different places. That is not because we want to be, we want to be together doing this in the same room for y'all. But as you well know, and as you well are at home, we are also at home making sure to do what we can. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we were able to get together and do this for you guys. So mm. here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And also you said to do this for you guys, but this is also for us as well. Because I'm, oh, I'm doing well, but I feel like I'm on the brink of being stirred, going stir crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. This, is, this is a nice break. From uh, the monotony of staring at my walls. And <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What have you yeah. been doing for this time, E? Because like I know like you're a minimalist. You don't have a lot of stuff in your house. You're not a materialistic guy. So like, what are you doing at home with the materials that you have? Um, I don't know if you can see, but I'm getting a nice chocolatey hue because I've been outside. <laughs> not around people. <laughs> not around people, mind you, but I've been outside. Sometimes I go on walks. I live in the suburbs, so I can go on walks without being around people. And it's real nice letting the sun beat down on me. That's what I want. Just the sun been trouncing me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been like 90, uh, like mid 80s to 90 degrees in sunny Florida. So you hate that heat, though. You've been just dripping sweat outside. It feels good. I feel like when you go outside and you desire like, hey, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to work out outside. When you accept that you're going to be sweaty, it's cool. But when you're like yeah. dressed up to put clothes on and you start pitting out and, and just sweat pouring from every orifice, <laughs> that's when I have a problem with it. <laughs> I didn't sign up for all this. Cope, what you oh, been up for, to? Man, hey, this has been uh, pretty great for me. Uh, honestly, uh, you know, we don't, uh, we talk about it all the time, like not getting the chance to spend time home. Luckily, we have jobs that, uh, you know, some people in my neighborhood are working from home and they have their kids there too because schools have been canceled. But they, um, it's almost like they have to isolate themselves in a room from their kids because mm -hmm. the kids are like interrupting their work. You know, obviously uh, being with WWE, like we don't have to worry about that. So it's just been all 
time spent with the kids uh, all day long. <laughs> the uh, so so I bought my two sons some fishing rods, oh, and nice. uh, you know, like I don't, I've never been fishing. I'm not a fisherman by any means. Uh, so I got them the fishing rods, but they put these little like uh, like like plastic uh, like fish on the end, so they can never catch anything because there's no hooks. But they get out there, oh, daddy, I'm fishing. Oh, did you catch anything, son? No, not yet. Oh, you know, so that's, to me, that's the experience. But we got yeah. some uh, new neighbors in, and uh, one of the kids is an o- a year older than my oldest son, and he knows how to fish. So he comes over. He actually has hooks and a whole tackle box and all this. We're going to the fishing pond. I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? We're going fishing for real? So we go there, and of course, he casts a, uh, his reel in and uh, catches a fish, like on the first one. And now he's reeling this thing in and now he's caught it. And everyone's like, oh, you know, so I don't know what to do. I don't want to touch it. You know what I mean? It's like all slimy. I don't want to touch a fish. I have no intention of touching the fish. So uh, we see, uh, so he's going to like his tackle box. Oh, I'm going to go get the pliers. I go, pliers for what? what? Like, what are we doing? So he takes the pliers and he's trying to get the hook out and he can't get it out, you know? Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, let me come over there and like be the adult and like get us out of this situation. And I go and see that the hook is actually through like the fish's eye. So now I'm stuck trying to get this thing. You know, the, the barb on the hook makes it so that you can't just like pull the hook out. You have to do it in a way that, you know, that I've not been taught to do. So eventually I'm like struggling with it. I don't want to tear its eye out. I get the pliers and I cut like the barb off. Mind you, the kid's little sister's like jumping on my back trying to get a piggyback ride, you know? So I'm, I have this pliers fish in the other hand, trying to cut off the barb, and I finally cut it off, and I turn around to call the kid over to throw the fish back in because I don't want to touch it, and he's already putting bait on another hook to get another fish. So I'm like, bro, like, come on, guys. So it's been just like wild adventures like that, and um, you know, uh, the, uh, the day after that, Kai actually got a real hook, and he caught his first fish uh, on the same day that I caught my first fish, you know, so we just reel them in and throw them back in. So I've been like forced into fishing and kind of these, uh, just crazy situations that I would not be in if I was not home, you know? Yeah. So it's just been so much, it's just been an adventure just all day long. We're running the, uh, agility ladder in the, uh, in the, in the front yard, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just every day is an adventure. And honestly, like, Yes, it's uh, kind of grim what's going on in the world, but in my yard, it's all good. It's, <laughs> we're, having, we're having a lot of fun, man. We're having fun. So, okay, so that's what uh, y'all doing at home. I, uh, as y'all hopefully know from my socials and whatnot, I've been on Twitch damn near every day, live streaming. <laughs> People talking about this quarantine being at home, baby. I've been at home since October. <laughs> I know how to live this life. I know what's up. Uh, but yeah, since my whole ar- uh, basement is like pretty much an arcade, I've I've been absolutely great. <laughs> this, has been, this has been the best thing. And so, like you're talking, Kof, being able to stay home with the kids and stuff. So, like with my first, obviously on the road so much. So I, you just you just miss so much. So now being able to not necessarily like catch up because you can't really catch up but being mm-hmm. at home hanging out with him and he's two almost three and then got the uh the other one six months and so being able to be at home for that and watching him like grow and experience things it's it's really cool and going outside every day with the kids just kind of hanging out with the other kids in the neighborhood just like playing from a distance and then we do uh in our neighborhood we do uh saturday happy hours so we'll oh, kind of nice. get, we get we get in the cul-de-sac and but we're all very far away from each other just kind of like on the curbs of our uh, driveways just kind of tilt your glass to your neighbor you know we're all alive and <laughs> we're community i will say i feel like it's it's uh, at least in my community i feel like it's kind of brought people together because 
I'll yeah. just go on these yeah. walks. There's more people outside. I see families with their kids. Of course, we're all keeping a distance, but just, you know, you see someone in, up from across the street and you give them a little head nod, whereas before you might be busy and going on about your day. But mm-hmm. we all know we got time to stop and wave or say hello. So I, I do like the sense of community, at least from what I've seen. Yeah. And that, hey, this is a tough time, but it's something we're all experiencing. And I think a lot of times when you see tragedies or things going on in the world, you say, oh, it's just in that pocket of the world. It doesn't, doesn't affect me, but this is something that's affected us globally. And not to get us uh, get too much on a soapbox, but it has been nice just to see people, at least from my experience, I'm sure there's also the experience of people, there's experiences of people hoarding toilet paper and sanitizer, and you see the the worst of people, but I think for the most part, you've seen kind of the, the better of people coming together and just trying to be more friendly and more community oriented. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. got vibes of, do you, ever, you know that show Naked and Afraid? Yeah. So they do one that's like Naked and Afraid XL where they take like 10 or 20 people, whatever it is, and put them all on an island separately. And so they might be like three or four days if you even actually see another human. And so the excitement that they feel when they see somebody else, it's so cool because like you said, in our society, we just kind of heads down, get an elevator, don't talk to anybody, even though there's like six people in there. But now it's like when I see another human, I wave, I get excited. I'm like, oh, yes, like we can we can communicate. We can't touch. We can be six feet away, but like it's it's nice to kind of have that vibe where it feels like we are kind of a little bit closer together than we normally are. Yeah. But anyway, uh, feel free to continue with that discussion using hashtag New Day Pod. Hit us on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Tell us what tell us what you've been doing at home. Yesterday, for everyone listening to this, was WrestleMania. Ah, so I hope you guys. It was. Yes. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I don't know what days are, and obviously we pre-record this, but it's two days for the first time ever. It's too big for one night. It's too yeah. big for one night. Too big. Rob Gronkowski hosting just out That's there right. with a microphone in his hand talking, you know, nobody in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this has been a time I feel like I've seen a lot of people talking about uh, like their favorite WrestleMania moments, especially with the fact that WrestleMania is so different or was so different this year than any other year. This is the first time this has ever happened where we've had no fans. We've had to do it at the Performance Center and hasn't been on a huge uh, stadium setting. We haven't had people from 160 countries coming in to this uh, year's mania. So it just it felt different. But Regardless, you have those emotions that you that you hinge your 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 thoughts on. You know, you think back to uh, other WrestleManias. WrestleMania uh, one, the first start, you had shall not be named. It'd be like Morgan's house to make it happen. So it's cool to see it progress throughout the years. Uh, I was wondering, do you guys have any memories of watching WrestleMania live for the first time? Yeah, for me, it was WrestleMania fourteen which was in Boston, and it was an entire experience right around like the height of the Attitude Era. Um, you had Mike Tyson as the special guest referee where, you know what I'm saying? Where, have you ever seen, uh, <laughs> Christian do the Mike Tyson DX cross chop? Oh my God. Oh, it's real. That's nasty. the best. That's real. <laughs> it's real I don't want to say that too loud because Mike Tyson will punch me in the face, you know? Nah, he gets you, it. You know? He gets yeah. it. He's got a one man comedy show. He's all right. <laughs> oh, have you seen him though? He still got it. Have you seen him shadow boxing? It's incredible. No. Is he nasty? He's still got it. Yeah, he's in really? I'll look it up he's on YouTube right now. Right, he'll post videos of, I think he, so one of the fighters, maybe Francis Ngannou, uh, where you just kind of like showed him like a little like tutorial. And it's yeah. incredible, man. Still got the speed, the movement. Never lose it, I bet. Never lost it. I regularly but, watch Mike Tyson knockout videos. <laughs> I, who was he? I think he was doing something with uh, like Snoop Dogg talking about like ducking something and like hitting somebody in the kidney or something. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, he still got it. Anyway, so this was uh, 
WrestleMania 14 in Boston. And it was the time where, like, it was like the height of the Attitude Era where everybody, you know, uh, and their mother is a WWE fan. People uh-huh. are Stone Cold stunnering everybody uh, in the hallways at school, you know, crotch chopping everybody, getting into trouble. And um, <laughs> we had saved all of our money to go do, like, the VIP experience, you know? So, um, actually, let me fa- back up, like, a week before. I don't know if you remember, it was, like, Boston Harbor where Vince McMahon and, um, gosh, who was it? Uh, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Stone Cold had, like, the old-school Patriots jersey with the Austin 316 on the back, and Vince ends up getting thrown into Boston Harbor. I don't know if that was, like, televised nationally or not. Oh, yeah. That was something that we ended up going to. And, see, you know, that was, like, the first time. I'm getting goosebumps. My God. Like, that was <laughs> the first time I got to see, like, star wrestlers, like, up close, you know, because I didn't really go to any uh, live events before that. I mean, maybe one or two, but they were never, like, televised events. So it was just a crazy experience. And then we all saved up our money and, and, and bought the cheapest tickets in the, in the Boston Garden. And we were sitting like way, way, way up. But before the show, we had like this VIP experience where we got to eat dinner. Terrible dinner, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, then, and then we got like autographs. Um, I think uh, JR was there. And I met um, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, the Rock and Roll Express. And I actually have a picture of me with Ricky Morton and then, uh, I mean, you remember the WrestleMania that we hosted, right? That was when yeah. it went into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So then we got a picture in Gorilla, and then I did the side-by-side with, oh, you know what I'm cool. saying? Like, so, God, man, Goosebump, cool. Goosebump City over here, <laughs> you know? But it was awesome, just the whole week being able to uh, look forward to it and then um, do that whole VIP experience. Now, our seats were awful. Like, we couldn't see anything. And I think it was, uh, you know, we, we were so engulfed over all the hype you know, being there. But after, you know, like two or three hours goes by, we're like, oh, these seats are actually really bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't mm-hmm. feel anything up there, but you still feel that energy. One of the cooler things was I look over to my right, like midway through the show, and this was right before Edge was about to debut. So um, Edge, and I don't know if you remember the Jackal, mm-hmm. who was like leading uh, the Truth Commission way, way back. But the Jackal was over there in the hall, in the aisleway, talking to Edge. And I look over and I'm like, oh man, because you remember like, Edge's vignettes when he would just be like sprinting full force mm-hmm. in the camera, the edge is coming, you know? So Hell I'm like, yeah. oh, that's the dude, that's the guy. And I was thinking about going over there and I was like real, real nervous and I didn't want to go. And finally I get the stones to try and like go over there. And uh, before I did, there was another kid who actually went over there to talk to the jackal. He's like, hey man, can I get like a picture? He's like, no, no, get out of here. I'm trying to watch the show. And I was like, oh. So I stopped, you know, I'm like, I'm not mm. going over there to be like rejected by these guys. But it's crazy to think about that, you know, and then like fast forward, 10, 15 years later, Edge and I are like riding together in a car, you know what I'm saying? And like having matches and stuff like that. So, and now full circle, he's come back. So, um, but it was awesome just as kids. And we've said this a million times on the show about how, you know, I have, this is all that I've ever wanted to do. So to, to be at a WrestleMania and one so like hyped up having Mike Tyson there and DX and Austin and Mr. McMahon. Like it was just an incredible experience. Just, I mean, it was just awesome. It was awesome. And all of us too, we wore like, uh, you know, like the white tank tops. We can't call them what we used to call them back in the day. But, you know, we wore these all white. And we thought we were like so cool, man. I had this like corduroy corduroy jacket on that I got from Marshall's. What? But it's just, it's in the, it's in the picture that I took with Ricky Morton, man. But we we just look like a-holes, man. Like real bad. Just a bunch of heathens. Just a bunch of heathens. Just (laughs) dirty, real dirty. So anyway, it was just, uh, 
just awesome, man. Just awesome to be in that, you know, that environment and feel that energy. And then, of course, fast forward to now, like we've been to, we've done like 10 manias, you know, and been yeah. on the show, you know, and it's just, uh, it's a wild full circle scenario. So mm. that was my, that was my, actually my only live mania that I got to watch uh, before I got, before I got signed. So yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I never got the chance to go to one until until I was signed. E, did you were you able to go to one before you were signed, or were you were you near any of them? Not only did I never go to one while I was signed, I never uh, before I was signed, I never got to watch one because of my household. Sure, we were oh, middle yeah. class, but mm-hmm. we we could never like we never had enough money laying around to buy a pay per view, and uh, yeah, so it must have been nice for y'all. Just to have all the money just to be throwing around. Ah, I'm gonna buy all this pay per view and that well, every single month. So I I wouldn't buy them outright. So we would have parties where everybody would bring five bucks, and that would go towards buying the pay per view and buying a couple mm-hmm. of pizzas. And so Smart. we all the all the kids would be like I don't know like ten fifteen of us all group, uh, land at somebody's house. Whoever didn't host the time before, somebody else will do it the next time. And that's how we would get it because our, our parents wouldn't get them for us. We would pool our allowances collectively right. to watch wrestling. Yeah. I was really allowed to socialize as a kid. Uh, <laughs> you were socializing <laughs> as a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've, I've learned from an early age. And I'm not really joking either. Like, we couldn't hang out uh, at, with kids and at their houses and whatnot. So that yeah. option was out the window. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole other yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a whole other conversation. I, this isn't necessarily WrestleMania, uh, but it's, I feel like it's part of this story. It's a good tangent. So, um, so I don't, I think we've talked about on the podcast how you couldn't watch all that because of the, the rap. You know, I could watch all that. Okay. I could watch all that, but anytime the intro came on because it was a hip hop intro, I had yeah. to change the channel. So I had this, <laughs> I had this Zenith TV. I don't know. It was maybe my grandma bought it for me. It was probably like a twelve inch. I don't know, very small TV in my room. And my dad walked by in the hallway. And usually, I would remember. Okay, I got to flip it. Wait in my head. Think. Uh, you know what? I don't know. A minute and a half, two minutes, whatever, for it to be over, <laughs> and then flip back. And then once I just made the mistake of not flipping and he would walk, he walked by and heard the rap and it was a rap for me watching that. I, I was so, Shut it down. I was so upset. I had to go to bed <laughs> and I didn't get to watch. Like I wanted to watch that whole snick. Remember you had the yeah, lineup from like yeah. eight to 10 and I couldn't watch any of it. Cause I think didn't so all upset, that no. start. All I think that it started. started at, I think it kicked it eight. off. Right. And then right. was Kablam in there? I think so. Was, yeah. Was, was it? Oh, see, maybe Kablam was later box. for me. Kablam. So my little brother is like seven years younger than me. And I feel like Kablam came on right around that time. I, I wasn't really a big like Kablam guy. But okay. Snick, are oh. you afraid of the dark? Like all that. Yeah. Got you. Okay. So fair. So I, I asked that question to get that information out to the masses. So then I can ask you. So when you would watch wrestling in the house, E, if someone's theme music had rap in it, was that an issue? <laughs> No, actually, no. But it was also, it was a bit hypocritical too because we weren't supposed to be, we weren't supposed to watch kissing. We weren't supposed to watch any like storylines about if the, if the word pregnant or pregnancy even came up, it was a problem. <laughs> but then some, sometimes I would, I would leave, okay, I'm watching Nitro or Raw and I would leave the room and come back and I see Women with the, you know, the deals all massed together. Yeah. Doing what they're doing. It's the attitude era. And I would see, look at this hypocrite watching what he wants. <laughs> yeah. <to watch. laughs> yes. <Look. laughs> I, and I was about, you know, probably near the end of the time I was watching wrestling religiously, 
I was like 11 to 13. You know what happens to your body at that time. <laughs> you know what's bubbling up? You don't With think that I want to see that? With that dial-up internet? <laughs> yeah. There you go. You don't think I want to see Sable doing what she does? You don't think I want to see a lot of what was going on there? The there? I want to watch that. And I want to listen to rap. <laughs> but it's a, I'm imagining young E just like, Daddy, I just want to listen to rap and look at girls. <laughs> hey, put, put some high bass in my voice. Even then. Even oh, then Father. Oh, Daddy. Don't you dare be sour. Let me. Oh, let me. Oh, let me listen to hip hop. And, oh, and watch the Ron Panties match. Oh, oh, maybe I should go to bed. Oh, oh. I'm so oh, you're right, Daddy. Daddy knows best. Oh, Daddy knows best. Yeah, y'all done. Y'all done now. Okay. It will never be done. Yeah, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be finished as soon as y'all are finished with Chester's. Oh That's no, I'll be done. never. That's when I'll be done. Exactly. Never finish with chest exactly. or baby mouth. Baby exactly. Mouth. I'm, fine. I'm, I'm oh, fine with it. I'm fine with it. Whatever. Whatever. Sure you are. Do people know about baby mouth? People know about baby mouth. We, so, so my favorite, my mouth? favorite mania match growing up was. Wait a second. Was, Hold on. Who <laughs> needs to go pass over there? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Tell them about baby mouth. Yeah, it's your nickname because he doesn't like any kind of anything that's spicy. You know, or really uh, anything with much flavor in it? You like your stuff? No, 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 no. Most, no is, I like flavor. I don't like flavors that I don't enjoy. Flavors that I enjoy, I'll eat all day. I'll eat all day. Stop. Okay. It. Grow up. <laughs> I am grown. It's why I can eat all day, especially on quarantine. All I got time to do is play video games and eat. All right, and but when the food baby gets mouth. too spicy, when the food gets too spicy, then they start calling you baby mouth. You can't handle it. You can't. You can't hack it, right? No, I just don't. I just don't enjoy it. So okay, I'll explain. I'll explain better. Oh, there you go. I don't eat vegetables because they are disgusting to me. They liken that to a child's meal because if we go somewhere, I'll get like chicken strips or corn dogs or French fries. When there's like, ooh, these gourmet ale douve potatoes au gratin. I don't need that. I like my food basic. <laughs> I want. I want corn dogs, hot dogs, Kogo Krispies, and Chipotle. That's what I. And some ramen. I don't need anything else in my life. No vegetables. And so they call me baby mouth. That's crazy. My son wants to have a whole hodgepodge on his plate too. Same exact thing. Little baby, yeah. my son, just like you, oh, baby mouth. We came out with the spiritual, you know, to, to, commemorate, <laughs> to commemorate and recognize baby mm -hmm. mouth. Baby mouth. Oh, don't put no red pepper in my food. Oh, no. Oh, it's baby mouth. Baby, my house. <laughs> Baby, my house. <laughs> I've locked my kids out of this room. <laughs> They're all on the outside. What do I Baby, my mommy. What's that? I guarantee you, Kai is trying to look underneath the door in that little tiny crack to see what's going on. <laughs> I made the mistake. So I had to do like a phone interview the other day. And then uh, I, I closed the door inside here. And I thought I was good. And then they came through this back door over here and I just, in the middle of the interview, and I was like, all right, well, we're in it. Just climbing over me like a jungle gym, like I'm not working, you know? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man, anyway. But well, hey, you get, you get that work from home swag now. That's it, um, man. We love so, it. So to, to, to veer away from that and get back on topic, you know, because we're talking about WrestleManias, uh, E, did you have a, a, a mini match or anything in your mind from Mania that, that you might have enjoyed? 
did I just not explain to you <laughs> that I didn't watch WrestleMania? Yeah. I couldn't afford it. But what I'm saying so I, is once you started training, did you watch any? Or is there, are there any that stick out to you that coincide with what you're doing now, like for inspiration or anything like that? I told Dan Reichert, by the way, this is all Dan's fault. I'm going to blame him when he put this together. It's a great idea. I get it. It's the build up to WrestleMania. But I didn't watch them. as this, this is horrible for me, one, because I didn't actually watch them as a kid. Number two, my memory, as you know, is horrible. I'm aware. Mean, I'm aware. And that you're, you're not on the list to be asked, but I wanted to ask you so I could get this out of you. Just so you admit that is, your memory is terrible. <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. First of all, first of all, I don't even remember the manias that we've been in. Oh, People ask me, not. oh, how was WrestleMania 33? Which one was that? Name me the town and maybe I can tell you. <laughs> so now you're asking me to remember a whole event. Which one did I remember? <laughs> I'm sorry, you're trying to make a fool out of me and I won't have I'm it. not. I'm not trying to make a fool out of you. I'm talking I'm to Dan. To... Oh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm the same way though with, with Mania, with, with anything uh, wrestling, really people always ask, oh, what was that, that, the match that you watched that really just got you into wrestling and sucked you in? Like, I don't know. I just kind of generally watched wrestling and like right. really enjoyed it. Like, what about your favorite Mania match? Like, I, I don't really have one. Cause as a, even as a kid, WrestleMania was incredible, but in my brain was like, I couldn't use it as a stopping point because Raw was the next day. Right. Like, I feel like if I watch, so, so okay, so take for instance, like the World Series, I would watch that and I could remember like, okay, the Braves versus the Yankees for like four years straight because there was a year where like the Yankees swept the Braves because things yeah. would stop and I'd have time to like digest that huge thing. And so mm -hmm. for Mania, even as a kid, I was just always so, so amazed at how many moments could fit into this like couple of hour period that will live on for the rest of people's lives. And I just have like no memory of them because I'm yeah. like, okay, what's going on raw now? And now what's happening on SmackDown? Oh my God, Sunday Night Heat, what's going on? So I was always like, what's what's happening next? But the, yeah. only, the only thing that I really remember like getting super hyped for was the mania that had uh, Mickey James and Trish Stratus. Because mm. that year, that was the, that was like, in, from like off the top of my head, that's the only match that I can really remember that I was super excited about watching uh, because Mickey James was doing that like weird stalker thing to Trish. And oh my God, for some reason that was like, as, as a younger kid, I was like, this is like the most off-putting thing that I think I've like, ever watched at this point in my life. And so I was hyper into it. And uh, especially in that, in that day and time, I feel like lots of the uh, female performers didn't always get a lot of TV time or on-screen time to do like, interesting stuff you know i feel like it was a lot of times they were just casting the role of like oh you're this manager you're kind of in this like love angle like there wasn't anything that i could like sink so you could like sink your teeth into that they would let the women do and so this was like for me my god incredible and so yeah it was just it was just really good yeah from from the three of us the ones that we've done do you guys have a favorite entrance that we've done oh man or favorite entrance of any person in mania i'd say the booty is easy for us yeah uh, it's gotta be WrestleMania, that was in Dallas, right? Yes. It, it was Dallas. Was it? Oh. it was Dallas. Uh, actually, I think ESPN recently replayed that one and people oh, were tweeting yeah, yeah. us about it. Uh, yeah. But obviously attached to our, our favorite entrance, attached to our least favorite yes. WrestleMania match. Such got, a contrast. I got asked to like FaceTime and like watch it. So like watch along and I was like, I'm good. They're like, oh, but why? It's like, <laughs> I, have, I have like three... <laughs> like the least favorite matches in my career. And that's definitely one of them. I thought you were about to say that was all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like three matches. Good God. <laughs> Cole, you got one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, um, 
I was going to say probably the Budios box too, because it was not only the Budios box, but also the Dragon Ball Z. You know, shout out to the greatest television show ever, baby! Yeah. Big asterisk. Big yeah. asterisk. Yeah. 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 A lot of people like, were disgusted with that on Twitter. Yes, because Golden Girls didn't win. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people loved it, though. I thought it was great. I thought it worked out <laughs> to perfection. Chef's kiss. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, you know who always who always has dope entrances is Triple H. Triple H yeah. is always up there. 100%. You remember when... uh. So this was the year that uh, the Terminator was going to be included in oh, 2K. Yeah. So he came out. Oh, my God. Like, so he came out and then, uh, you know, he gets like lifted up. Right. And then all of a sudden you see all like the Terminator robots behind him. I was I just started losing my mind. I'm so not even cool. that big of a Terminator fan. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like all of them just lift up like all six or seven of them. I was like, oh, what? like, come on. This is awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah. But he, he's done some real crazy stuff. Even when he yeah. came out. Was that the same year that he came out looking like uh, Shao Kahn too? Or was that a different no, year? That was, that was different. No, that, was a, yeah, had, that, was, that was different. Uh, had, yeah. I think I think. I was still in NXT because I remember he had like Charlotte, maybe Sasha as like Sasha. his like queens yeah. that were like one went out with him. Alexa. That was an awesome entrance. Yeah. 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 So yeah. sick. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 biased to the Budios box too because I feel like that really set it off. And like you said, Kofi with the Dragon Ball stuff. I feel like that set our speed in motion. Like Standard, we know right. that, that that's our pace. And what it mm-hmm. set it set it for everybody else too. So we kind of like know our lane. And it's honestly that entrance that we like, quote unquote, like weren't supposed to do kind of set us up for the rest of like our current careers right now. Like, right. Especially, like doing stuff with, with Funimation and with Dragon Ball, um, having the cereal, like it's just kind of opened up a lot of doors for us. Yeah, for sure. No, a hundred percent agree. Even like with the Final Fantasy stuff, that was kind of opened up because of this. You know, yeah. like when we came out and did the Dragon Ball stuff uh, and then they took notice of it and they're like, oh, you know, we can get our name out there too. And then to come out as like Final Fantasy characters is like, again, yeah. still blows my mind. Like, what that are we doing? That was the wildest thing. For, for me, like it doesn't get any cooler than that. So right. uh, all that stuff was, was really awesome. Um, as far as WrestleMania sets, I don't really have like a favorite set that we've done. And it's, it's weird. Or non-wrestling. Uh, uh, recently i really i think it was orlando i guess yeah the one we hosted the one with uh it had like an amusement park feel that uh, was really we, had, cool. we got to do the set reveal too i think they called us in the night before whenever mm-hmm. it was and we went out and did the set reveal for it but that was really intricate and getting to see it up close for the first time uh it was massive so that was the one that i remember more than pretty much any of the other ones recently So we have celebrities come in from time to time and be a part of our shows when there are times where we have celebrities come in and be a part of WrestleMania. So is there a celebrity that you uh, think has had the best performance in a match? Mine, uh, by far, like, there's no one who can even touch this will be Lawrence Taylor. Oh, are are we just saying at WrestleMania? Because I was thinking Stephen Amell, but that wasn't Mania. Yeah, Amell Amell killed it, but yeah, not Mania. Was that that a SummerSlam? SummerSlam, SummerSlam, I think. Was it a SummerSlam? SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. If we're just talking yeah. WrestleMania, I yeah. guess, yeah, good call. LT. Yeah. 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 I, I think, um, and only probably because I was like there for a lot of this one, but uh, Mayweather oh. was awesome. Like yeah. uh, a lot of people. In the face. Yeah. <laughs> with brass knuckles for real. Like he, he hit him as hard as he could in the face with the brass. Like, 
come on, man. I, I thought the whole buildup for it was great too. And, and a lot of people come to like our world and they have a lot of trouble like finding like the character aspect. You know, people can come out and like be cool, but I thought Mayweather played his part to perfection. And honestly, like even in the day, I remember like uh, when they were doing walkthroughs and I forget who it was, was just kind of like, you know, like almost like mean mugging him a little bit and like side eyeing him. And Mayweather looks out, looks down at him and he says like, oh yeah, I just cashed out on like a hundred thousand today. You know, just starts like talking <laughs> money to him, you know, Ugh. just knowing that he was getting like mean mug, you know, and just like play yeah. his role to perfection. Just this, this little, little dude compared to everybody else on the roster. Mayweather is like, what, 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 he, what what's his uh, boxing weight? E? He's a featherweight, right? Like 180 or something, 170. He's definitely not 180. Uh, I, I love when you put Thank me you. on the spot with facts. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you're, the, you're the, the fighting guy, guy, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, he, he's fought at, what, like uh, 140-ish? Oh, really? uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not that big. Yeah, so again, like, in comparison to, like, people on our roster, Mayweather is this tiny dude who is the richest dude on the set, the most arrogant, the most talented, and then the whole story of, like, David and Goliath, but reversed. You know what I'm saying? Like Mayweather yeah. was the bad guy and Big So was like, so I thought that like to see it all kind of like unravel was great. Um, and he played his character to perfection, even like the match, you know, him getting like thrown around. I thought they did a really good job with the match too. Really, really entertaining. So yeah, I, I got to go with Mayweather on that. Okay. Well then are there any celebrities that you think would do well in a WrestleMania match? Ooh. Yeah. Mine is Jackie Chan. He would kill it. He would kill it. Ooh, he would put everyone to shame. Levels. He'd put everyone to shame. I could see him doing everything too. Even if it's yeah. like a comedic match, he could do, yes. you know, I'm just like, you know what I mean? Comedic like, match, serious match, athletic match, high flying match. Like if you gave me a full WrestleMania of like seven matches of Jackie Chan versus Ricochet, then Jackie Chan oh my versus God. Brock, and then Jackie Chan versus Big Show, Jackie Chan versus Lince. Like, I'll watch every single one of those matches. Then throw in Jackie Chan versus Santino, and you'll be like, Jackie Chan's the greatest Bro. of all time. <laughs> greatest pro wrestler That's ever. That's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the unconventional pick of Larry David. Mm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just oh, kind of yeah. nonchalantly there, moves out the way, and someone's, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Wouldn't we just be watching the Sammy Zayn wrestle? Or the same say, person? Yeah, just <laughs> real, real, life, real life Sammy Zayn. Yeah. You know? Right, just right. explaining stuff with his hands and his fingers. No, you know, what? I don't think so. Uh, e, can yeah. you do me a favor? Can you fantasy book Larry David in a mania match real quick? Uh, I think, <laughs> ooh, who would be a good opponent? I feel like I feel like you want to see him against someone massive. Yeah, like uh, Brock. Is it? <laughs> mentioned Brock? <laughs> but who, who wins though? Who wins? It's a great question. It's a great question. <laughs> has Larry has Larry David made any friends? Is he buddies with us? Is he buddies with Zane? Is he like what? I feel like he's got to have some sort of backup. Does he? Is just Larry David Larry by is? himself coming out to cut a promo? There's no tie-in. He comes out. Uh, 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 Brock, I, uh, I I don't like you, and I, I I think that somebody needs to shut you up. And then there's the match. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you know he, he's. I think when he goes into his uh, like his. Uh, neurotic tendencies and starts to, you know, what's the deal with, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Is that he, 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 yes, it was Seinfeld. <laughs> Look, you put me on the spot here. What? I feel like he might be able to mentally distract him. You know? Uh, yeah. And, with, and, with, and, with the help of Richard Lewis? With the help of Richard. <laughs> <laughs> but he's from Curb. Oh, oh, what's, what what's dude's name? The comedian, uh, the black dude, JB uh, Smooth. JB Smooth. <laughs> Leon and uh, Curb. Yeah. All right. Yeah. JB Smooth. Lampin. 
and, and Larry David against Brock Lesnar in a handicap match at Mania. Sign, <laughs> sign me up. There we I'm go. There. I'll oh, watch it. God. Uh, Kofi, you got a celebrity that you think would do uh, well? Man, I don't know. Um, Larry David's such a good pick. I, really I, I'd really pay to see that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wanted to see uh, LeBron James in a WWE. LeBron game. James. LeBron James, LeBron James, you know, just from an athletic perspective, you know what I mean? And he, he got a little personality on him, too. So, uh, LeBron, you know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. LeBron. LeBron. Well, then, speaking of basketball, there's my next segue. Do you guys, uh, are you upset that Big Show and Shaq never happened? Yes, I am. <laughs> so mad. I'm, I, I, wanted, I wanted to see it, man, because they've been building it for years. You know, you yeah. remember with the Andre and yeah. everybody, you know, just, Man, the Dre, and Dre. the Dre, the Dre, you know what I'm saying? We call it the Dre in the streets. But uh, there, there was something, man, I, I forget, I don't know if it was an article or it was an actual video, but Big Show, like, talking trash about Shaq. Do you guys remember this? And he's talking about, like, oh, you know, I'm in the best fighting shape of my life, you know? Look at me. I've lost uh, 50 pounds. Shaquille O'Neal, he's gained 500, just like nonchalant, <laughs> just like matter of fact, and just so, like, Big Show, like, just jerk. You know, and Shaq never responded to it. Uh, so I don't know what happened there, but uh, I would have loved to have seen that, man. I would have loved, just from the trash talking aspect alone. I don't know, man. I, I feel like, so this, and no disrespect to Big Show, who's one of the greatest big men of all time, but the only reason I would want to see this is if it's a train wreck. If it just went off the rails, if it was way too long, yeah, that, that's, you know, just, just started to derail. That's the only reason I want to see. But, but if you're expecting that. a clinic, yeah, 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 I don't, I don't know about all that. Because it's one I of those know. things, and I, I feel like we can tell people about the way that at least I know that I like to watch wrestling. So like I've been in wrestling since I was 17, and I've watched it for many years even before then. So my entire life has been surrounded with watching wrestling matches. I can't, I can't figure out how many wrestling matches I've seen, how many I've been in. And so at this point in my mind, as an adult male at 33 years old, when I watch wrestling. I want one of two things. I want it to be either an incredible wrestling match that is a complete clinic on how you're supposed to move in the ring, about how you're supposed to uh, talk in the ring, walk in the ring, all that. Or I want it to be, as he said, a complete train wreck. Is it a, a, a good <laughs> wrestling, yeah, a good wrestling match is not entertaining to me. I want an amazing wrestling match or complete trash. And I'll watch both with the same level of excitement. Damn. Yeah. That's it, bro. And I, I actually want to go back on my celebrity uh, uh, choice, by the way because I've been watching a lot of Tiger King. Oh. Okay. So I'm like, I think four or five episodes deep in, and I need to see Joe Exotic in there. I, that's who I need to see, Joe Exotic versus Carol. That's what I want to see. Yo, you got to get I, I don't know where that, I'm, I'm four episodes in right now. And oh, you haven't finished? No, no, oh. not yet. You can't. Okay, so this is the thing. That's not, huh? I'm not going to say anything about it, but I'm saying you cannot bring up the Tiger King without watching the entire show first, because we got to talk about it. What? I, 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 I can step it. off. You, I can step <laughs> off. I can step off. <laughs> no, we're, we're four. We're four episodes deep. I was actually mad at my wife yesterday because we were supposed to watch like four more, and then she fell asleep with the kids, and I'm just sitting there in in the living room in the dark, just waiting for her to wake up. You know, and she didn't wake up, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go back to you know angrily tucking myself into my sheets. You know, so she didn't wake up. But um, yeah, man, that, that's who it's got to be for me. And you know what the crazy thing about this show is, is that like, so it talks about the Big Cat Rescue in Tampa. I drove by there every single day when I lived there for like 10 years, every yeah. single day, you know, not knowing that all this stuff was going on, you know? So it's, I mean, you, you know, you live in Tampa. This is your city. Yeah, that's right. I'm a, I'm, a, 
I'm a Tampa native, but you're breaking your own rule here, sir, by even mentioning a single thing about the show for Bam. all these poor people who might not have gotten around mm-hmm. to watching mm-hmm. Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I didn't say no, 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 no. So, so here's the thing: I, I didn't say that I wouldn't spoil stuff for people. I just asked people not to spoil <laughs> stuff for me. So, I, <laughs> technically, you know, I didn't say you know, sure, I'll, I'll be a hypocrite. You know, I'll be a hypocrite. That's fine. I just don't want you to spoil it for me. For me, you know, mm-hmm. that's all. That's brutal. <laughs> um, do you guys? <laughs> To, to, to go back to Mania to wrap things up, uh, what was your first Mania experience like? I'll go first because mine's the, the most lackluster, I'll say. So I was in the Dre. I thought that I was on top of the world. Thought it was mm. incredible. I'm, I'm underneath the entranceway doing pull-ups, trying to get all jacked. Mm. I get out there in the ring, start fighting, wrestling around, and then I was out. And then I was in the back taking a shower. <laughs> that huge walk with everybody, it was incredible. I had a blast, but then I didn't count that as my actual first like mania experience moment. Cause it was such like, it's just, it's like, it's a cluster of everybody in there. And there's nobody who gets like a spotlight to the first time that for me, I felt like, Hey, this is me debuting at mania was when we did the the bootios box. Right. And that's why it hurts so much that I hate that match the way that I do, because that's, that's the first mania for me, Mm. (laughs) essentially. So that's, that's why I never talk about it. Uh, E, E what you got? Uh, I think what he talked about, I thought I did. My first Mania was my very first uh, WWE main roster match. Oh, was yeah. the tag with Team Hell No. But I wanted to say my first Mania in attendance was the one in Miami. Uh, didn't we travel together? You and yes. me, Woods? We drove so down we- there with Breeze in the car and we stole his phone. He got all pissy about it. Do you remember? We stole his phone? <laughs> well, so remember, uh, you were in the car with this Leo Kruger was driving? Uh, he was in the car. I don't remember. I think. I think he, yeah, I think it was. I think it was driving. Me, you, him, sorry, excuse me, Adam Rose. It was me, E, Adam Rose, Breeze, <laughs> and I want to say one or two other people in a, in a van. And there was Breeze, at least five of us. Yeah. Breeze yeah. dropped his phone in between the seats and couldn't find it and thought that we stole it, quote unquote. And so, <laughs> you know that thing where he gets all pissy and just like shuts down and it gives you one word answers? He yes. was like that for like, I don't know, maybe like a day and a half. Oh, no. It was brutal. But sorry, E, continue. No, I believe that. Uh, so I remember we all drove. We got in a car from, we were in FCW at the time. We drove from Tampa to Miami. I remember being told, okay, you guys have to be there at a certain day. But we get down there. They have no rooms for us. We have nowhere to stay. We're all poor because, you know, we're getting $500 a week at the time. So I think the only recourse we had was to find someone that we knew maybe on the main roster and try to sleep on their floor. So we go down to Miami. Damn. and We're forced to be there. And we also had access matches that year, right? Mm-hmm. Did we do access that year? But they also told us that they were also mad that we were there so early. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. But I, I honestly don't remember much else uh, from that mania besides the drive down and having no rooms. Before the days of the Dre, it was just the pre-show battle royal. Mm-hmm. So that's all that it was, man. It was a, a pre-show battle royal and then get thrown out and watch the rest of the show. Uh, it, it was not eventful at all. but. Yeah, the next year was was money in the bank. So, I, like you, I don't count that first one either. And I count <laughs> actually being in money in the bank as the first, you know, actual mania debut. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's 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 such a funny feeling to be at the grandest stage of them all. You know, you work your whole life to get to this point, and then feeling like, oh, this is it. Like, am I at mania? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's such a weird, like, yeah. emotionally, uh, just like I don't know, division of your emotions. I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean. 
I, th- I think one of the things is because we've talked about this like briefly. I don't know if we've talked about it publicly, but there's a there's a difference between the uh, the people who are, are are placed on the roster and kind of just like hustling the entire time to try to like claw to the top of the ladder, and then there are people who who get. Uh, a little bit of a little bit of help and I wish that everybody got help this is no shade on anybody at all but it's I like seeing people and like I like being the one who is on that grind to like hustle and try to achieve what you feel is an actual mania moment you know I don't know right. if that's coming out correctly is that does that make sense yeah it feels like a mania moment to you because you've grinded for it you know you've you've worked through the, the slums and the trenches you haven't been given it you've earned it you know what I'm saying yeah. as opposed to you give it, and then all of a sudden you're expected. You know, it's your expectation to be on Mania, and then all of a sudden you're not on, and then you're mad that you're not on because you're you, as opposed to, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. feeling like you worked for it. No, I get it. Yeah. Uh, yes, we've talked about Mania, the history, things that we like, things that we don't, whatever. But WrestleMania is not just the show. It's a full week of, of events, of signings, of doing Radio Row, of access. And then there are events that aren't necessarily associated with WWE officially, but they are go they coincide with the feel of WrestleMania, just wrestling all in that one same place. One of our favorites being definitely Wale Mania, mm. uh, which we've been a few times. Now, E, you are the, uh, the man who uh, was kind enough to open up this fantastic relationship that we now have with Wale. Um, so how did you guys come together just through his love of wrestling? And then he started doing Raleigh Mania and we started hanging out there? Or? Yeah, I, I try to, actually, I was thinking about this a while ago. I don't even remember exactly how we first got in touch. I remember something, I think I tweeted something. Uh, he had like a wrestling related song. I think he had like a Hacksaw Jim Duggan reference or something that I found. Mm. Like one, maybe, I think it was a song with Sky Zoo, a more obscure song. Uh, and it was dope and I tweeted him. And then I think we ended up DMing back and forth and we exchanged numbers and became pals and all that jazz. But uh, we've been to several Wally Manias. I think the, the one that stands out to me is just the love that Kofi was showered with when <laughs> yes. all three of us went uh, right, right as Kofi Mania was real hot. And it was just dope to be able to go to this, you know, we never go out going to a club and it's wrestling fans while Lay's running it. And it's just cool because it allows fans to come together. If you have a love for hip hop and wrestling, it's a moment we can come together the week of WrestleMania. And so many of the boys and girls uh, end up going, just stopping in, hopping on the mic for a little bit. Uh, I think Samoa Joe was spitting some bars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie did once. I know they got Renee on stage, it's, but it's, it's a fun event, I think, for fans and for us, too. But uh, the Kofi Mania year last year was so dope just because uh, the place erupted when Kofi gets mm. on stage and walks in. And just just for Kofi to get that love up close and personal and to get have people reach out, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. And just uh, it felt like a special moment. And then uh, my buddy Andreas Hale, uh, he actually uh, wrote for the Sporting News. He wrote this article on it and put it up on Twitter and had over a thousand retweets. Just like a video of us at Wally Mania with the importance of Kofi Mania and that impact. So that was definitely memorable and something that I, I think about often when I think about the week of events too. But even going back, when you think about the week of WrestleMania events, I feel bad uh, for so many of the independent workers and independent mm-hmm. shows that really you know, rely on that week of income and getting to interact with fans and getting to put on yeah. all these shows. And now with everything that's going on in the world, um, you know, that's kind of, that's all not happening this year. Yeah. So Hall of Fame not going down this year. Uh, I know my wife, along with a lot of the other 
Like, um, superstars' wives love going to it because it's an event, you know, you get to dress up. My wife loves just being able to pick out dresses and, you know, try to match our outfits. You know, we were talking about, like, the, like our suits this year, and it was very, like, nonchalant with us. And I was like, oh, yeah, babe, I don't know if we're going to wear this color. And so she went to get a whole dress and whatnot. We ended up switching colors, and she was all, like, getting up in arms about it, but she likes to shop for it, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and then one of my favorite things, too, is, like, having the kids dress up like us, you know, so we're all just looking fresh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I remember one year, man, like my kids now get into it so much. Like uh, the year with uh, DX, when they were involved, like Kai didn't, he didn't know who they were, you know, the youngest I didn't know. But then they come out with the tank and they have the glow sticks and you can just see like the looks on my kids' faces, just so elated to be there. And they just like Hall of Fame has become like they talk about it all year round. David Allen comes out and he measures all of us for our suits, you know, so it's an event. And um, there was even one year where, like, uh, you know, when you get off the bus, when you go from the hotel, they bus us over to wherever the Hall of Fame is, and you have the fans, they have the red carpet, and the fans are on either side waiting for us to come out of the, uh, the buses and everything, and they're chanting, and they're chanting, and we were sitting, like, towards the back, and I remember uh, going to get off the bus, and everyone's, you know, chanting for us to get off, and my oldest son somehow found a, found a pair of um, sunglasses, he puts the sunglasses on, and he jumps down. The stairs are like, then it's like a four or five step drop. He goes down one stair and then jumps down onto the red carpet, throws up the deuces and a peace sign <laughs> and starts strutting up the red carpet. You know, like it, like everyone's there for him, you know, but everybody's everybody's popping for him. You know, he's getting those pops, those kid pops. You know? <laughs> but uh, it, it's just an event for us, man. And um, I, I feel bad that, you know, obviously it's uh, difficult for us not to have WrestleMania. But like you were saying, there's so many other factors and people involved that um aren't gonna get to do it this year but it'll it'll make it more uh you know i guess more uh that much more sweeter next year when Mm -hmm. it all goes down and everyone's able to like really appreciate what we didn't have this year so i'm looking forward to everything kind of getting back on track you know as i'm sure a lot of people are 100%. I almost forgot that was the Hall of Fame where Woods and I were acting a fool. Okay. <laughs> oh, you want to sit us in the front? Yeah, that, that was our mentality. That was because <laughs> that was so fun. That was so much fun because you know we respect obviously everyone who goes into the Hall of Fame, and it's it's a you know it's a, an event that's big because it's it's a big thing. Um, but. It can be long too, and you're just mm-hmm. sitting there, and some of those speeches go on for forty minutes. <laughs> so I look over at Woods, and I don't know when when we decided, hey, let's just have some fun. But I forgot exactly what we're doing. But we're seeing like someone's doing an on cam. I think Charlie or Renee might have been doing one. And if we see a camera, that's me, man. I'm yeah. very placid. I'm very chill. But as soon as I see a red light is on, if you're recording me, I'm, I'm gonna do something. It's I don't know what to be, but I'm gonna do time. something. Because minutes are money. Minutes are money. Yeah. I think at one point I had my leg up and you were holding yes, it. I was playing stretching. like a guitar. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we got ovation for Tori you know, Wilson. Oh, so, yeah. so, but even even uh, before that, somebody got sent out to us telling us to calm down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well he who shall not be named uh, sent word for us to relax <laughs> when we're behind uh, someone doing on cams. But, but we stood is, up. We stood up for, Tori Wilson talked about, hey, uh, she made a joke about getting a lot of kids through puberty. <laughs> and I look over at Woods and said, should we stand up and apply? So we, yeah, we look, we stand up and apply because, you know, that was a time in my life where I was feeling a lot of things were bubbling up inside of me. <laughs> and she helped me. 
it's very much so. I remember, so like when she said it, it was me. I looked at you and I said, will you stand up with me? Will you stand up with me if I stand yeah. up? Stand up? And you go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we said, we clapped. Dude, that was legit one of the most fun like wrestling experiences that I've ever had. Oh, I remember my wife was sitting right next to me too and you guys stand up and I just had to just like, oh, she got kids. She got through kids, the kids through puberty. Oh, who, who would have known, babe? He's looking at her like, uh, babe, I don't know what they're even talking about. What? Like, what, is, what does he mean by that, babe? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but in this in, inside in your brain, little Kofi's like, yeah! <laughs> Bro, uh, my God, some some, some good times um also too that's not on us if you put us opposite hard cam that's exactly. on you you that's on you. you you know us you know us if you don't want us mm-hmm. to make a fool of things you better put us in the rafters exactly <laughs> we gonna show out every time we get precisely um, i want to i want to go back real quick to the uh the wallet mania deal that we were talking about uh that was the was it was the night before mania right yeah yeah, so it was the night before Mania. So as, as excited I was to be there and excited as I was to see all the people and all the love for Kofi, I was trying to get out of there as fast as possible because mm. there was a match that I wanted to see. And I'd been waiting to see this match since the mm. day it got announced months before. <laughs> I was trying to get out of there. And it was uh, uh, me and Harper. We we're trying to get out of there so we could go and see Hornswoggle versus Scott Steiner. <laughs> and I, I ended up getting there like like 15 minutes too late and missed the whole thing. And I was so sad because <laughs> in my head, that's the greatest match of all time. And then I talked to Hornswoggle and he was like, eh, it was okay. And then it made me feel a lot better. <laughs> but I, that, that's, that's the one thing that I remember so much about that night. No, it was, it was two nights before because the night before was the Up Up Down Down tournament where Kofi didn't win the title. And the, so Kofi that's has to right. the next day. This is my favorite mania. <laughs> Kofi had to be wrestling for the WWE Championship against Daniel Bryan the next day. The most important match of his career to date. At 2 a.m., I'm getting a text from him saying about how he's pacing in his room. His wife, his kids are sleeping there. And he's upset, awake at 2 a.m. Because he didn't win the Up, Up, Down, Down title. That's right. It's real, man. It's real. Especially the way that it went down, man. We played Injustice. I was like, oh. Ball game. This is game, set, match. I'll pick Sub-Zero. I'm going to trounce this dude. I trounced Mikazi two to zero. And then you said, oh, well, the rule is that you have to pick a different character. I said, what? <laughs> a different, uh, okay. So I think I picked Blue Beetle or something like that. Ended up losing real close. And then it was just bad, very bad memories. But yeah, man, it was real. I'm sitting there. I'm like, hey, maybe uh, we can, I he, might, he might be busy like sewing some stuff, but we might be able to get them. But like, if we go early in the morning, we can, we can get them and we can play again. And I can get the time. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where my head was at. So yeah, I didn't get, uh, yeah, man, you know. It was good times. It was good times. Oh my God. <laughs> so uh, question for you guys, and this is how we'll wrap things up. So for next mm. year's mania, so uh, if everything goes hopefully well and as planned, we'll be out of the house, you know, traveling again, everything will be all good. What is the ideal situation you guys have for us at Next Mania? What would you like to see us doing? Mm. It's yeah. hard. It's, it's hard to say. You, I feel like Mania is always so far away that you can't even like, you know what I mean? Like, so for example, the year that we hosted, like that came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, last year, uh, you know, wrestling Daniel Bryan came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This year, everything that's going on came out of nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know. It's a big, a real big cop-out answer. You know okay. what I'm saying? But uh, I don't Fair. know. 
I feel like it's hard to say because I feel like we've worked. It almost feels like we've worked everyone. Yeah. And then you look at NXT, like we've talked about doing stuff with Undisputed Era, but I feel like we mentioned that enough times that that's an option. It doesn't feel fresh. But, I, man, I, I go back to the Usos, and I know we've done that so many times, but if we had the right build and the right story and we built it right and we got to do it at WrestleMania with mm. time, with something big on the line, uh, that would be dope. Uh, and we talked about stuff in the past, too. I don't know if this works as well, but we talked about doing a six-man with them and Rikishi. I don't know if uh, instead of Rikishi, maybe it's the Bloodline, those guys, and Roman uh, for something big. I would say it'd be cool. I don't think we've done anything like this. We definitely haven't as a trio. But to do something where one team had the tag titles and a solo title, maybe a world championship, and we could do like a winner takes all, I don't know yeah, if it's right. a stage or something. But it would be cool to do something with us as a trio. Even this is super fantasy booking that'll never happen. But even if there was an option where we all three had world title matches, one was for uh, the universal title, the world title, and the NXT championship, something like that, where, hey, we can really cement ourselves as the greatest faction of all time by doing this. Yeah. Um, something in that vein, I don't know. But uh, I would love to do something because we haven't done anything big with the Usos at Mania. We did the three-way tag with uh, the Bludgeon Brothers where they ended up winning yeah. the titles. But something with just the two teams with some good build, um, yeah. I think would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the Usos got to find a third, don't they? Yeah. They, they do. Gotta, they, come on. They got a lot of, they got a lot of Usos <laughs> out there. They got so man. many cousins. Hey, Usos. I watch Fast and Furious. We got like a hell of ooses. Man, you got to come <laughs> on, man. I'm, I'm in the same vein as E uh, with the uh, trios, titles type of thing. But so this is my, just listening to y'all talk, then my brain went somewhere. Uh, so by Next Mania, we are deep into our Triple King setup. Mm. So so I've, I've come back at this point. Uh, you guys have helped me win King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. I go to do the, the, the crowning ceremony. I stop the crowning ceremony. We bring out more pages. So we have like Hornswoggle and two extras. So Hornswoggle is our, is our main like jester boy. And then we Jester two, boy. Yes. They bring us three crowns. Boom. We're all kings. And then at Mania, we have a six man. And there's somebody with the heavyweight title, the IC title, the US title. We win. We take all of them. Then we stand tall with our crowns and our titles at Mania. Damn. And then, crowns and, and titles. In the, main event, in the main event. Six man oh, yeah. for three singles titles. Crowns and titles. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for uh, taking the time to listen to this podcast. Uh, we know that it's, uh, like we said at the beginning, this is a strange time. It's weird. Uh, so just do your best to stay safe. You know, wash your hands, don't touch your face, all that good stuff. Um, but just be out there taking care of you and yours. And we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And then after that, you can come through and say hello to your boys in person somewhere. In an somewhere. arena. Somewhere. Yes. <laughs> in an arena, Somewhere. just the way it used to be. <laughs> we'll just be standing there. There'll be no wrestling ring. We're just going to be hanging out at arena. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. <laughs> hey, guys, we're, we're from the podcast. It's just want to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kofi from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where can they find you guys on Twitter and Instagram on socials? Yeah, you know me. I'm at True Kofi on the Twitter and at the True Kofi on the gram. Uh, I am Xavier Woods, PhD on Instagram and Twitter, the used food on Snapchat and catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Austin Creed. And on the YouTubes up, up, down, down, follow me everywhere. I'm doing a hell of stuff from home. 
I'm at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram and also on Cameo. I'm just Biggie. Search for your boy. Yes, uh, I do shout outs <laughs> of all kinds. But uh, I might actually make one time exception. You can follow me during this time because, uh, you know, I have content like uh, wearing Jabo jeans that I found in my closet from 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wearing, wearing Mitchell and Ness that I found in my closet. Uh, so that's what I'm doing with my life now is digging up clothes from when I was 16 that I somehow still have. And I put on a little fashion show. So I actually got some decent content. Yes. So here, here's a one-time exception. And as soon as this weird time in life is over, unfollow me. <laughs> one of the pictures you put in like gray pants and like a golf hat and then that old school shirt you always used to wear, the brown one. And somebody said, I feel like this picture just called me Youngblood. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uncle fit. That's, what I'm going for. That's the uncle fit. All right, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next Monday. Stay safe. Bye.